Welcome everyone. Y bienvenidos. To Revenge of the Pod. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, guys? All right, Jason, let's jump straight into our general. Um, well, how's your how was your week, man? How you been? Uh it was good, man. I uh this past weekend. Uh, it started getting hot out here in Phoenix, so we, I went to the pool on Saturday and Sunday, man, uh, watched UFC fights at Cole's house, that was pretty fun, uh, and then hung out and swam on Sunday, had a little barbecue, you know, kept it chill, uh, it was pretty, that was a pretty relaxing weekend, what about you, man? That was alright, man, it was not, I mean, I wouldn't say not relaxing, but we, we just went out a lot, uh, my cousin came into town, shout out. Uh, my cousin came into town. We hung out. We had a lot of good food. She's always got great taste. Um, so we had some good, some real good eats here, actually. Right had some steak. Had me some badass pizza. Um, true, not, even on Sunday, we went to eat at this place called Hop Daddy, which is popular in this part of part of Texas. So that place was pretty good. Um, Hop also Daddy, went to go a see. It is a burger place, yeah. Dude, yeah. There's, I think there's one out here in Phoenix, bro. Uh, Dude, you know they yeah. came from Austin? <laughs> Dude, did not know that. Okay, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah they're at Austin. I've been there before. It's some badass burgers, dude. Yeah, they're real good. Um, I went to go see a movie. Had a date night with my lady. Uh, it was a good time. Definitely going to talk about that movie in a bit, but you know, Ooh, no, yeah, I hear no spoilers. About that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no spoilers, but I will talk about it. <laughs> Um, also great news, great news. One, oh god, I got my, I got my transfer. Oh, so that was shit. cool. Okay, I thought yeah, you were yeah. talk about something else. Hell yeah, dude. Damn, oh, I'll talk about that right now, too. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, man. Not gonna lie, though, I'm gonna miss all my coworkers. Like, it was bittersweet. I was telling, I was telling a few of them that I had this like immense sense of guilt. I was like, why do I feel so guilty right now? But it was just like I, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to leave all of them. But you know, a lot of them are also going to different places. But anyway, I'm excited, and you know, I'm, I'm just happy to not have to drive two hours every day and all that stuff. So yeah, man, that's uh, that's definitely a positive, dude. Hell yeah. yeah, dude, congrats, bro. That's awesome, man. Thanks, man. Another piece of good news. This is the one. Uh, the Spurs and the Mavericks, the two teams. Well, I also go for the Rockets. Uh, the two teams that I go for made it into the playoffs. Uh, How about that, man? NBA playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spurs made it to the playoffs, Jason. The Spurs made it to the playoffs. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so guys, uh, I just cause... hold on, hold on. I just wanted to be known. <laughs> me and Jason had a conversation about this. And he was talking shit to me how the skirt the Spurs weren't in the playoff picture. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, we out yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, positive for you, but negative for me, man. This is probably the worst Laker season ever that I've ever had the chance to experience. Even the worst, even the bad ones when we during the Kobe years and the young Lakers. This is by far it was it was almost unwatchable for me, man. I was I was arguing with one of my not arguing but I was talking to one of my buddies who's also a Laker fan that yeah this by far is the most disappointing season I've ever who, had to witness so who were you talking to about because uh, a bunch of you guys are Laker fans my 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 buddy Aurelio uh, he's a huge oh, Lakers okay, fan okay. too 
Yeah, and he he was like, "Are you sure that the 2004 Lakers, you know, where they had Karl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe, Shaq, like they were destined to win? But at least they made the finals. That was that was my argument. This one, they have high hopes. Uh, they were one of the they were the second favorite to win the the, the finals this this year, uh, against you know uh, versus odds as, as far as betting goes. And they didn't even make the playoffs, man. They didn't even make the playing game, guys. Uh, but I am excited for the playoffs. I, I will say that it's probably one of my favorite things to watch you know uh it's very sad though because that means the lakers the basketball season is coming to an end but uh playoffs are always very exciting so if you guys have a chance to watch check out some games uh, this is my chance to plug uh jason you know you don't have it are you gonna go for the suns you're gonna go for the suns huh hell no bro okay good. hell no you should give uh you should give some love to the mavericks man luca you know what I'm saying? I know you're not going to go for the Spurs. I know you're not. But, you know, so, maybe another Texas team. I'm a, I'm a John Morant fan. Uh, he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Young oh, kid. Very uh, very electric player. Uh, so, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be rooting for them. Uh, but, hell yeah. no, not the Suns, man. Uh, I went to oh, a just... playoff game last year, uh, Lakers versus Suns. Game uh-huh. five where we got blown out by 30. And I had so many people cussing in my face telling me to go back to California, which is weird because I'm not from there. <laughs> um, but these, well, I mean, this, Lakers, uh, right? That's probably these, just okay. yeah, the the worst winners I've ever had a chance to uh, to uh, meet. Um, uh, so yeah, ever ever since that, I've been pretty salty, bro. So I'm not. I'm I'll tell you what, go to go to a Cowboys uh, Cowboys Eagles game. You will you will hate the Eagles. I sure do. I sure do. Yeah. Um, sure. But anyway. <laughs> enough of the enough of the NBA talk. Um, what else you got for me before I go into a couple of other things? Um, well, yeah, man, I just want to shout out to the female listeners out there. Uh, we've been doing <laughs> our analytics of you know Luigi and I like to check to see you know who's listening out there, and uh, a higher percentage of females are listening to our pod. So yeah, shout out to you, ladies, man, um, and uh, shame on the homies. I'll say that. Uh, just <laughs> step it up, guys. Get those listens in there. Yeah. Uh, don't we, don't we say you're kidding. It. I'm I'm serious. <laughs> Bring the heat. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so I just <laughs> they're just a disappointment. Say, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to uh, every, honestly everybody that listens. But yeah, it's, it was yeah. very interesting to see that we have more female listeners currently. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, I, I was happy to see that. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll let you guys behind the curtain a little bit. I was concerned. I was like, man what if we lose too many female listeners? You know what I mean? Like I know that our pod can be a little nerdy, a little guyish, but I, I hope we keep the female listeners. What do we need to do? And then I checked the analytics. I was like, Oh, we're fine on female listeners. We're good. We're doing it right. I guess it's, it's yeah. the guys that are dropping off. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. That kind of made me happy to at least talk about, you know, hopefully some, something that interests you uh, ladies in. So that's, yeah. So that was cool. All right. Um, also, a quick uh, update on – I know it's it's been talked about, right? But Will Smith, I mean, banned from the Oscars for 10 years. It looks like a bunch of his projects might be on hold. I don't know if they've been fully canceled. That I can't fully say, but I know a lot of people are rethinking it with him right now. So it looks like – I mean, this this whole – Slapgate has the potential of like ruining his career, which I find interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet because he also didn't really apologize to Chris Rock. Like he apologized to everybody else except for the guy that he actually slapped in the face. So I, I do find that interesting. 
I'm not like yeah. a oh he he should be forever you know career forever ruined or you know oh we should forgive him already I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm like all right we need to figure out what's next but I'm also like dude no one's gonna no, I, I sure as hell I'm not gonna vouch for you if you still have yet to actually apologize with some sort of sincerity to the guy you did it to like come on man i know he may you know there's reports that me he may have some mental mental health things going on and we have our suspicions about jada you know i think she's not as we uh hispanics like to say we think she might be a little bit of a toxica um so so i'm not sure what's going on there but i will say things aren't looking good for that family i do believe that and i think for Will Psyche, I think maybe separating from from Jada, I think would do him a lot of good. I mean, that's never easy. They've been together forever, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind the curtains there. Uh, so I don't know. I just hope you know things just are on the come up for him. Yeah, they were saying I that would... they're they were thinking about replacing him on the I Am Legend sequel. Um, that they're trying to they're considering not continuing a Bel Air like all these other things i'm like dang they're just attacking all of his future projects whoa 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 not bel-air bro. Whoa. <laughs> chill out chill out <laughs> no we need that in our lives yeah uh, next up is uh ezra miller dude so his same thing warner brothers has hit the pause button on all of his projects i mean they're not obviously not going to include him unless this last Fantastic Beast movie really sets up a new story for him. I don't think they're going to include him in the Harry Potter movies anymore. I know it's not Harry Potter. Wizarding World movies, I apologize. Um, and then they're also talking about what his role as the Flash is going to be moving forward. And that's going to be... It's easy and all... It's, it's hard and also easy to replace him as the Flash. Because if they do it right... They can do it in the Flash movie where they have another Flash that replaces him, but that would have to like depend on him being willing to do that in his in this movie that he fought so hard to get made. Uh, and he also plays like what two roles in? He plays two versions versions of himself. So, yeah, and I've heard that um, stuff's coming out that he's kind of actually difficult to work with. Uh, in- yeah, and not so yeah, much like um, where he like yells at people, but he like. He has very un- in- unstable, like internal behavior, like where he'll just like show up super late, and then he won't know what he's doing in the middle of a scene and just like walk away, or just not even try anymore. And you can tell that, like he's got some things going on internally. I mean, that doesn't, you know, it's not excusable that you, you know, choke choke people and harass people um, at all. But it is, it is also you know it's worth noting you know what i mean like there is something going on with that guy so uh i i think they should definitely tread lightly with that guy but also just hopefully he figures out his stuff you know what i'm saying yeah uh, i do too i think uh, will smith has a better chance of making it back into the industry than ezra does but yeah, Will Smith built up a lot of goodwill, but that's the thing, man. That slap hey. ruined his brand. He, it ruined his brand. He was always seen as this nice, happy guy, and you literally see him do the exact opposite of that. And it's understandable, again, but at the same time, you should not hit people. That's not. It's understandable to feel that way, but it's not understandable to act that way. And it's, 
I mean, it's still kind of shocking that we, we all got to see that on live television. Um, I guess we're going to tune in for next year's Oscars. <sighs> but anyway, I did want to shout out, first off, shout out to my friend Haley, Haley Edmiston, who uh, she she showed me a new band. She went out of her way. She's like, hey, you need to check this out. I was like, what do they sound like? Her description was great. It was <laughs> It was a little bit uh, exaggerated. But I loved it. She said it was as if it's as if Frank Sinatra was in every band you've ever loved. Now, I'll say it is as if Frank Sinatra was in like any indie band that you've ever listened to. And it works. It works so well. So you're saying this person's voice is amazing is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. He sounds like Frank Sinatra, dude. And they're straight Indian from India. She said that he's got like a really thick Indian accent, but when he sings all Frank Sinatra, I'm like, how do they do that? So how do they manage it? What's this band called? They're called Peter cat recording company. Um, uh, We'll, we'll put a song at the end of the pod so you guys can check them out. See what you guys think. Let us know. Um, But that's it for me on, um, on the general stuff. What about you, man? Um, Nothing much. Just uh, we're, going to have uh, Easter weekends coming up. So I'll be headed down to El Paso to be with the family. I'm always, I'm always excited for Easter weekend. It's always a good time. Uh, we'll so talk we may, about it. We may be recording later in the week next week, guys, just to warn you because of that. Yeah, I'll be off on the weekend. I, I took Monday off. So we, we could probably touch base on Monday. I don't know. Are you off Good Friday by chance? I am off Good Friday. Yeah. What, what about Monday? I am not off Monday. Okay. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Um, but yeah, it might come out on Tuesday again. So, <laughs> so just be ready for that. And that's yeah, that's really all I got, man. Uh, besides, uh, just uh, our, you know, just, just stuff that happened over the weekend. All right. Well, then we're ready to move on into up and coming, correct? Yes, sir. Well, all right, guys. Uh, we got some uh, quite a bit of stuff for up and coming. Um, as far as sports, uh, I, I kind of just want to go over uh, the World Cup is going to be this year. It occurs every four years. Uh, it's one of the probably the biggest thing uh, as far as sports goes uh, in the world. You know, soccer is the most popular sport in the world. So we got so many viewers on this. Uh, I just want to shout out just a couple of teams. Uh, obviously, we're from my roots. I root for Mexico, but also the U.S. Um, so both uh, the U.S. and Mexico made it to their group stage. Um, the Mexico, I believe, is in Group C which uh, they are in the group with Argentina, which is probably a team that's always favored to go far within the tournament, uh, Saudi Arabia and Poland. So this group pretty much what it means being in a group, the best two teams advance to the knockout stage, where at, once you make it to the knockout stage, it's win or go home. So uh, there's, there's that. And then uh, the U.S. is in group uh, B with uh, England, Iran, or the U.S., and they have a playing game, which is going to be between Ukraine, which we don't know what's going on with their situation, Scotland and Wales. So, again, uh, that's going to be a tough one. England is, is, is pretty, yeah. pretty high up there. And if Wales, if Wales can make it out, they got, they got a pretty solid team there as well. So uh, pretty tough for both uh, our, our USA and Mexico teams. Um, I guess, you know, France made it. So shout out to Eric. Uh, they got a pretty easy group stage to, to – to, well, I wouldn't say easy, but uh, I can see them coming out of their group stage. So if you guys have a chance to watch the, the World Cup, it's coming up in November. It usually happens in the summer, but uh, this year it's happening in Qatar. 
Uh, I think it's too hot in the summer there. So they're, they're pushing it towards November where it's a little bit cooler. There's this whole thing going on with Qatar and the FIFA organization, which is kind of sketch. Uh, apparently they use slave labor to build up these stadiums. So I, oh, I don't Qatar, know. Qatar. Sorry, man. I had to call yeah. you out on that. Qatar. Qatar. Well, I don't know. I, I was told, I was corrected and pronounced that it was as actually you say it Qatar. So I don't know which is right. So, but was this me, a Middle Eastern person that told you this? No, I'll take it's it people if people that watch uh, football more than I do. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I, I've just never heard it pronounced that way. Me so neither. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, also, uh, this past weekend we had uh, opening day for baseball. Uh, I only want to highlight that you know I'm not a huge fan of baseball, but uh, Russell Wilson, our new quarterback for the Denver Broncos, uh, threw out the first pitch uh, for the Colorado Rockies uh, in the home opener. Um, in their, so it was, it was awesome. It was good to see. The fans were super excited to have Russell Wilson as our new quarterback for Denver. Uh, uh, just a little fun fact about that. Uh, the Colorado Rockies uh, actually drafted Russell Wilson early in his career before he decided to go football instead of baseball. So that I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. What? A, that, yeah, that's yeah. right. He did get. Nice little, yeah, he's right. one of those dual athletes, right? Um, but yeah, he decided to stay uh, in college to see if he can pursue a football career, which yeah. for him it worked out. So that was that's pretty cool. And then uh, that's really all I have for sports. Do you have some stuff that you want to um, bring up for up and coming, Luigi? Um, I did, I, I did want to ask, um, I know because Bra- I'm a Brazil fan too. I go for us, oh, Mexico okay. and Brazil. I did want to ask, I know Brazil is in with Serbia and Switzerland. And is there a fourth team in their group? Ca- uh, the Cam- Cameroon. Oh, so really Switzerland is their competition. Uh, Cameroon's yeah, no, Cameroon's not, not doing that well this year. Yeah, so another another group where they can I, I, you can see them easily come out pending they don't shit the bed, right? So yeah, um, yeah, Brazil tends to shit the bed. So they they always have amazing players. Um, I think even in the the Room Three Hundred Three podcast, they talked they talked about this exact. They always have amazing players, but they don't seem to do well in the cup. Uh, yeah, dude, I feel like they always choke, but. You know that infamous seven to one loss against Germany. Y'all remember that? Yeah, dude. I try. <laughs> I try to forget. I try. I watched that game. I was. I took off my my jersey halfway through because I had a Brazil jersey, and I was like, "Fuck this, dude." Why Brazil? <laughs> why do you Why do you go for Brazil? That's interesting. Um, they. I mean, to me, I mean, they're the best. They're the best team in Latin America, and I, I like Latin American countries. I like Brazilian culture. Uh, I think samba is a beautiful type of music. I think their food is great. Um, and then, uh, I've, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're one of the teams that has won the most World Cups. Um, I'm not saying the most, I'm not sure. But I know that they were like a big, big deal. And they had the greatest player of all time, Pelé. Um, used to watch a little bit of Ronaldo play when I was a younger kid. I've liked a lot of their players and their style is really cool. Um, the whole dance style of like playing. I thought, I thought it was really cool. Um, and there, I mean, Puerto Rico is not good at soccer, so I can't go for them <laughs> in that. Well, they, uh, they do have five uh, titles uh, throughout their uh, world cup career. 
which is, I believe, yeah, I believe it is the most. Uh, well, think about it. It happens only four years and five titles for for an event to happen every four years. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they probably haven't been participating in the cup as long as the European teams have. Um, it says here that they uh, made it uh, and they are the only team to have played in every tournament. So they've always qualified to the tournament. That's oh, pretty shit. So I'm so so that I'm wrong. They have been playing as long as every European team has. Well, I don't. It doesn't say here on what I just looked up, but oh, okay, okay. For for them to make it every tournament, um, that's yeah, that's really good. All right, what you got for me? In uh, or actually, I'll do my first up and coming, um, and then uh, you you can go ahead and because I saw one of the stories that you wrote. And I had read it earlier in the week. I was so glad you put it in there because I want to talk about it too. So uh, we wanted to let you guys know about an upcoming show. If you guys are Stephen King fans, if you are fans of It, uh, or if you just like scary shit, then you should definitely keep an eye out for the Welcome to Dairy uh, show that is in development at HBO Max. It is the early years before the it movies take place in that same town of Derry. So it's going to be, you know, Pennywise uh, wreaking havoc on the town of Derry. And you see all these, I'm sure you're going to see the stories of all these kids that go missing uh, and how all that works out, how Pennywise came to be, I hope. um, And kind of how this creature's story progresses over time. Uh, So I'm excited to see what they do with it. I like pretty much all Stephen King adaptations a uh, quick plug for 1408. If you haven't seen it, super underrated Stephen King movie. But that's it for me, guys. One little horror horror plug, and uh, Jason's got a good news story for us. Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to watch by myself. Definitely a uh, <laughs> show that my girlfriend will not want to watch with me. So, You know, I, uh, I don't know if Gabby will watch it with me. She watched the It movies with me. Because she knew, like, I, I'm not going to lie, like, as a child, it scarred me, but I'm, I'm fascinated with it. I think it's such a great movie. So I still watch it, but yeah, I think yeah, that original, might be the only reason she watched it with me. Dude, same thing. The original, it scarred me, the first one. Fucking Tim um, Curry, man. Bro, Jeez. I could not, I, so I, so I could not shower with my eyes closed for the longest time because I thought the clown was going to pop out of that drain, bro. So I had to, oh. every time I had to, like, uh, shampoo my hair i would just put my head down so it wouldn't cover my eyes and just keep staring at the drain uh i would also shower with the door open just in case i can get ready to run out uh but that was my childhood <laughs> uh the you, know, you know you know what good. got me was the the sewage drains and the picture i didn't want to walk too close to the sewage drains and uh I, every time i looked at an old old timey picture i was afraid that something was going to start moving Bro, yeah <laughs> no, yeah I, you have every right to be, to be scared on that. <laughs> uh, the, the the remakes were pretty well. I really enjoyed the first one. The second one, not so much. Um, but I thought well, that's how the I, original. I really one enjoyed too. It's just you know Same, the ending yeah. isn't the greatest. It's better than the original's ending. I'll tell you that. Oh, definitely, I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to some other up and coming stuff. Uh, there's this. I saw a green light. Well, it's not. It hasn't been green lit yet. But there's this movie that came out couple years back uh called alita and battle angel yeah battle angel adelita yeah alita sorry not yeah, alita yeah. alita uh the uh the 
the person that played uh, the character Alita, uh, uh, Rosa Salazar, uh, she has been fighting to make the sequel film. Uh, she has even been reaching out to James Cameron, uh, who produced the first movie, and Robert Rodriguez, who directed it, to make this happen. So she's, she really wants to make this happen. And I want it to happen, too. Uh, it was a great, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was really underrated uh, from, you know, I didn't even know about this movie until my buddy, uh, Eric, shout out to Eric, um, wanted to rent it one day and I loved it, man. It's like an anime. It's set in the future. Uh, I, I don't know, dude. It was kind of hard. I was trying to write the plot. Uh, what, what's this, what's it about? But it, it's kind of difficult to explain unless you, you want to try and give this a shot, Luigi. So Alita Battle Angel is based on a manga, which is why it feels like an anime, right? And the story is, it's a futuristic society. Obviously, it's one of those Armageddon-type things where there is an upper class and a lower class. Now, literally, the upper class lives in the clouds. And the lower classes live on actual Earth where resources have been depleted, right? And then there used to be a war that happened. Obviously, they could explore that if they go into more movies. But there used to be a war that happened uh, between some of the most powerful parts of this society and some of the weaker parts of the society that played out in space. So you see um, flashbacks of her like in space because she is like an altered uh, cyborg person. She has a human mind, but her body is a cyborg. So she looks kind of wild because her eyes are huge compared to everyone else who's like a normal human being in the movie. Uh, but there's a lot of like cyborgs and uh, robots uh, so it's very, very sci-fi, but it's this futuristic world where she's trying to figure out who she is. And then she realizes that something terrible may have happened to her. <laughs> and she goes out to seek, uh, seek out answers as to what happened to her, why. And she wants to find out who to, who needs to answer for the deeds that have been done against her and to the people living in the lower levels in the movie. Spoiler alert before I continue. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It ends on a cliffhanger that kind of tells you like, oh, she's coming for him. Because the movie itself is great, but it has this one final scene where you're like, there's going to be a second part. And this came out right when the merger between Fox and Disney happened. And it was a Fox property. So Disney just shelved it because it was a rated R movie. It was a lot like Captain Marvel, and it came out at the same time as Captain Marvel. So they shelved it because they're like, we don't need two badass female characters. Incorrect. Uh, you need yeah, all do. the badass female characters you can get. <laughs> I'll take them all. I want them all because Alita is the shit, dude. Like, I, I hope they do it because she was saying... Rosa Salazar was saying that uh, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez were saying the same thing. Like, yeah, we got to do it. And James Cameron fought for like over a decade to get that movie made. There's no way that they just want to let this one go. But I'm sure he's been busy with the 6,000 Avatar sequels that no one's excited to watch. Uh, dude, but right. that's my spiel. Yeah, dude, the, the action was dope. The CGI, it's, it's live action, but obviously with all the action stuff that they have and the futuristic stuff, uh, the CGI was pretty sweet. Uh, just, you know, just your typical sci-fi. It looks so cool. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch that movie. It's pretty sweet. Like, you know, if, if you're looking for action and, you know, just some, actually, even the story is pretty sweet too. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely go watch that, guys. Uh, and, another, oh, go ahead. Go real ahead. quick, all-star cast too, dude. Remember, it was what, dude, Christoph Waltz, uh, Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali, there you go. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Connelly. Uh, that British dude, he comes out as uh, 
a pilot in Midway. I think he also came out in Dunkirk. Uh, he was the bad guy, one of the bad guys, not not the bad guy, but one of the bad guys. And then Edward Norton comes out in it. I mean, there's just a bunch of memorable people in that film. And I was like, I cannot wait for another one of these. And then they just left me at the altar, man. Yeah, dude, really, really underrated film. Um, and just another, you know, just kind of just to dive into the video game world. Uh, Max Payne. I don't know if any of you guys remember the, the video games Max Payne for the Xbox. Uh, I only played the third any- one. Uh, only the third one? Oh, well, geez, it okay. was amazing, dude. I, I, I yeah. say only the third one, but that was one of the best games I ever played. And the live was fun, too. Bro, I only played the first and second. And I, th- I thought those were, I, from what I've heard, only the, the first and second were, were better than the third. But uh, so, but uh, they're, they're, they're making a remake. It's in development by Rockstar and Remedy uh, for the new consoles. Uh, they're remaking the first and the second one. So I can't, yeah, so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm pumped for that. I'm definitely going to go buy that. Oh, that game is, that game is sweet. You guys could, it's a shooter game and you, the guy would take like this medicine and kind of just slow down and it being uh-huh. slow-mo. It was so sweet. Um, oh, like Judge Dredd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, it was so cool. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's really all I have for up and coming today, guys. Um, anything else you want to plug in, Luigi? Uh, for not for up and coming, I got a few things uh, for TV Land. All right, guys, for TV Land, I did I did get into a few things uh, this weekend. I wanted to give you guys an update. Uh, uh, hopefully, you guys are, are interested in what we've what uh, shows and movies we've been talking about. But I finally got to watch the first episode of DMZ. And I'm happy to say it's a great start, uh, a very diverse cast, which, you know, some people isn't important, uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. I was like, hey, Hispanic representation, let's go. And so uh, Rosario Dawson, lover, she's uh, the main character in the show. And now I can more accurately say, yes, she is a nurse. It was a civil war in the United States. Manhattan Island is a demilitarized zone. That's why it's called DMZ. Uh, And she's going looking for her son. She lost her son on evacuation day is what they call it. So she's out looking for him. Uh, And I don't want to ruin too much, but uh, she finally finds out where he is and it is not anything she expected. It looks like it's going to be a long road for her to get to him. So I'm I'm excited to see it. The acting was, was pretty good. Uh, so far, lots of familiar faces. Well, not lots. A couple of familiar faces that you, you'll be happy to see on the show. Um, also watched Halo Episode 3. I think the show is not the strongest show on television right now. I'll openly admit uh, we were talking about that with some of our, our friends. Do but, I enjoy it? Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy it as well. And I think they're doing a lot of setup because there's a lot to explain in that universe and sometimes it takes away from the plot because you're doing so much explaining of different things um and it takes away from like okay what's your point though go get get to the point of this episode uh and as they do in serial shows they they drag out some storylines already a bit too much without getting them anywhere so uh that can be a little bit frustrating but overall i'm already seeing like development for master chief's character i'm seeing development for other characters i already have characters that i friggin hate so it's it's getting there and i think this next episode we are most likely going to see a lot of action uh because these past two episodes had none 
Um, so I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see the show take a turn. Probably if I'm if I have to guess, episode five or six is when it's really gonna take off. If it doesn't, well, we'll we'll see we'll see when we get there. If the story is still good enough, I'll I'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I would definitely love some more of that uh, first episode action type of stuff. That, yeah, you know, yeah. That uh, I mean, if... back to the video game. Uh, that, that's that's what we're that's what we're missing. But I, I am enjoying everything. I, I, I'm I'm caught up with you, Luigi. Uh, okay, I really okay. am enjoying. I think Cortana, the the AI, is a uh, sexy. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, Cortana, what's up? You know, as, as um, they uh, as they always made her in the games, right? She looked she looked very curvy as uh, characters in video games do. <laughs> I was talking to Gabby about that, and she was like, "Why do they all look like that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, they aimed you know, them at boys, you know." Yeah, you know, you got very, <laughs> very. <laughs> all these, you think about it. You're you're aiming this at teenage boys. What do, what do teenage boys like? You know, yeah, their hormones are going up, and you know, so yeah, I'm all for it, bro. It's cool. <laughs> it's it's a stereotype yeah. that's true. Um, Nightmare Alley was the next thing I finally finished. Let me tell you guys. So the the next movie that I'm going to talk about, I ended on such a high note and I was like, man, the world is full of possibility. And then I watched Nightmare Alley and I just felt like, God, the world is a depressing place. It leaves you in a really dark place. I, you haven't watched it yet, right, Jason? Nightmare Alley? No, I was going to, okay. but uh, we ended up uh, getting, uh, we ended up going to dinner and by the time we got home, we're like, ah, let's watch something shorter. So we watched another movie that I want to talk about. So, yeah. So Nightmare Alley, I, I will say it is a good movie. And God, Guillermo del Toro always makes beautiful films. It looks fantastic. It harkens back to the old days of film because uh, it's based on what a 1940 film or something like that. So it does a lot of those things. But God, there's just some moments in that film where I'm like, <sighs> There's, is there no justice? Is there no justice in this world? I mean, there's some justice, but not enough. Did you like it though? I do. I did. It was a, it was okay. a movie that I enjoyed uh, in the sense that I knew it was very good, but I probably won't watch it again because it was just such a downer. It's a, it's a real downer. But it's a very good movie. I will not take that away from it. Like I'm not saying it's not good. It's just, you know... I don't know a whole lot of people that want to watch a depressing ass movie all the time, you know? So it's, it's uh it's a one-time watch. Uh, maybe watch it with someone else to see, to see their reaction as well. It's definitely next on the list. So I'll <laughs> let you know what I think. My next one um, is Coda. I got to watch that best film, man. So I haven't watched it. All right, man. Uh, well, before you get into your last movie, I just want to do my, uh, well, actually I have two. Do it. Yeah, because I, I want you to talk about uh, your last one last. Uh, so I saw uh, Turning Red uh, this past weekend. Dude, it was it was awesome, man. I like it. It was dude. so good, right? A lot yeah. of uh, – it got a lot of flack from uh, uh, more conservative uh, parents saying that uh, you shouldn't show, like, uh, female menstruation uh, in that way, like, so lightly to children. How are you going to – that's the best way to try and explain it to, to children, man. I, like, I, 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 I Listen, I'm, I don't in know. I'm not a with parent. You. So. I'm in agreement with you, and I am a parent. I would much rather Katya understand these things uh, before she gets into them, so she's not blindsided. I think a lot of a lot of girls have have 
had that experience where it's just like a very awkward thing for them. Um, you know, I can't speak to it personally, but it's definitely one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, people don't like to talk about it, right? Um, well, you, you know what I think is pretty cool too about this movie? Let's say you're a single father and you kind of won't feel awkward explaining this to your daughter. If You know, mm-hmm. I think this movie would be a good way to kind of just start taking your first step into trying to speak about that. So that's what that's I true. from it. Yeah, so. And then you can, uh, you can at least see like how a girl feels uh, in some of those situations, right? Because I asked, I, I asked uh, Gabby, and she's like, "Yeah, in some of these situations, it's not always that like intense, but it's how you feel, right? It's how you feel when you're at that age." Do you remember for us when when we were like in middle school, like everything felt like it was the biggest thing in the world? So imagine this like whole life change, literally life changing thing is happening to you, and everything feels like it's the the biggest thing in the world. You're I thought probably, you were going another route. Uh, but you're about to explain for the preteen boys. I was like, uh, I don't know if you want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not going to go. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't going to go with that, but that's a good one. Um, but yeah, no, the, going back to it, it, it's just a really, and it's funny, man. It was, it was so funny. I was laughing fucking hard at that movie i i thought it was freaking hilarious bro i can't uh, so remember the character's moments. name uh the um she was she's one that was kind of it's like pinkish purple the short one with the the black hair i oh. thought she was hilarious bro <laughs> the one that's one that's really had, intense. Like, a lot of, yeah yeah that, yeah she was my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was dope oh man she was funny yeah, it, uh, I mean, there were so many good moments in that movie. I can't, I can't even just say like, oh, just this one character because I liked the main girl. I thought she was just so out there and fun. It was, it was a great movie. I'm yeah, glad you cool. finally watched it, man. I, I didn't yeah. think, uh, I didn't think you'd end up watching that one. No, yeah, I and mean, it's on Disney Plus, guys. So if you guys haven't seen it and want to know where it is, Disney Plus. And Disney uh, my Plus. my last, uh, just uh, TV land. I've been watching uh, Winning Time, the Lakers series. I'm on episode six now. Um, I don't want to give up too much away, uh, but what I do like about this show is after every episode, I go onto the internet and I search to see if this actually did happen. Because there's some stuff I'm like, whoa, this this happened? So I go on the internet and I was like, oh shit, this this did happen. This is crazy. Um, so it's very interesting like how just, again, how the, just it starts off with uh, Magic Johnson's career as a rookie to, I don't know how far they're going to go with it. There's four episodes left, so we'll see where it goes. But everything that happens from the coaches to everything, there was a small cameo. I really doubt that uh, this player was there, but uh, they show uh, baby Kobe uh, in one of the games. So as a baby. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. I, you know, I, I teared up a little bit. Uh, oh there's, man, uh, that is cool, man. Uh, Paula Abdul's in it. Uh, dude, I didn't know she was the, uh, she was, she was, I think it's still in high school, 18 years old, but she was one of the first Laker girls and she was actually yeah. the cho- yeah, the choreographer for them. That um, I did know. That dude, I, did I didn't know. know that. Yeah. So I was like, wait, Paula Abdul? Uh, for the guys who don't know who Paula Abdul is, um, if you guys ever watched, uh, what's it called? American Idol. She was one of the very first judges with Simon and, um, dude, what's the other name? What's the dude's name? Uh, I keep wanting to like, say JC. The one, the one that says, it's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name, bro. Um, I keep wanting to just say JC, but that's a member of NSYNC. So, yeah, and it just shows how how much um, 
uh, Jerry Buss was struggling uh, throughout the first parts of uh, owning a team. Uh, again, this team was in turmoil as far as profiting was. So it was, it's just, it's just been really interesting and uh, uh, good acting. I like the way they're, they're directing it. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, they break the fourth wall to help explain what's going on. So I think that's really cool. Uh, it's on HBO max. I still recommend watching it guys. There's four more episodes left. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Sweet, man. That's, that's, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll check it out anytime soon, but it is something that I will sooner or later get to. I'm just not as big a Laker fan. So you miss it out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last review that we've got for you guys. Uh, it's a movie I went to go see. I'm trying not to have too much recency bias, but honestly, ah, uh, fuck it. Recency bias be damned. Um, it may be one of the best movies I've ever seen. It may be like, I just full honesty at this moment. Again, could be recency bias, but everything everywhere all at once. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Everything everywhere all at once. Uh, starring Michelle Yeoh. It is about a woman who's working at a laundromat. Uh, her and her husband own it. And it's kind of about her living a life that she feels is a bit unfulfilled. And it goes into this whole situation in which uh, it comes to a head because they're getting audited by the IRS. And it comes to a head at the IRS office when she realizes or she finds out through a crazy set of events that she is living in a multiverse and she has to go on a mission. Now, I'm not going to say more than that. Yeah, because, don't, man. Don't spoil it for me because I want to go see that movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm no spoilers on this. <laughs> but the shock factor in this movie is insane. Like, there are so many moments where you're like, I can't believe I just saw that. But then there's also moments where you're like, this may be one of the most beautiful films I've ever watched. It's so damn relatable, especially like if you've got immigrant parents, if you've seen your parents, <clears throat> if you've seen parents put a lot of their hopes and dreams on their kids and, you know, just be, have difficult relationships with them because of those things. And then also kind of just the idea of living a life that's unfulfilled, right? Every one of us has had that moment where you're like, what if I'd made this decision? What would have happened then? What would this, this movie literally plays out those ideas with the idea of a multiverse. <clears throat> and honestly man it made me laugh i almost cried like three times uh it made, it made me gasp uh i i got to enjoy some great action scenes like some of the best um what is it martial arts some of the best martial arts i've seen in a movie in a long time and Dude, they I use not like, expect martial arts in this movie based off the oh, trailer dude. that i saw it's That's all cool. over the movie like Hell it's yeah, a huge dude. part of it and there's just outrageous things that you will see. You will literally tell yourself, Did, am I really watching this right now? This feels like a, a, a joke. But then there's moments right after that where you're like, damn, that's a deep message. Honestly, man, like I, I cannot praise this movie enough. Michelle Yeoh does an amazing job. Every person in that movie does an amazing job. The costume designer shout out because there are like, hundreds of costumes in this movie hundreds of different looks for these characters and it, it's just so fun to watch it all play out and just bang into each other and the film's title really does 
explain the movie pre- pretty well. It's everything. It's a whole lot going on in a long movie. I'm not going to lie to you. It's two and a half hours. That's Sit down, be ready. It's everything, everywhere, all at the same time, just coming <laughs> at you like a force, man. It was it was a ride. And honestly, I would go see it again. I would spend another two and a half hours sitting in a seat watching that movie over again. It was that good. Bro, and I trust your judgment. Uh, I also do trust my buddy Thomas's judgment. He's very picky on his movies, right? If they're not, he's into, uh, quote unquote, guys, I'm using my fingers, uh, cinema, not movies. Um, <laughs> he's, an, he's, yeah. he's an art house guy, is what it yeah, sounds we, like. Yeah, uh, we like to rag on him because, you know, he, although he likes some of the Marvel movies, it's, it's not cinema to him, guys. And uh, he uh, kind of, he gave a, a, was it a seven or six out of 10 for the, the Batman film? I can't remember. We like to rag on him, but uh, we, he does have good taste in movies. So if he said he gave it a 10 out of 10, so I'm very excited to see that as well. And, and if you enjoyed it and you said it's one of the best films that you've ever seen, bro, I'm, I'm there, man. I'm there. I'm going, Let me I'm tell you, the only that. reason I didn't put it in my uh, top films list is because, soon. yeah, I'm like waiting. I'm like, okay, let it stand the test of time first, and then I will put it in there. I just want to make sure that a month from now, I'm not going to be like, yeah, that movie was all right. You know what Fair I mean? Enough. But Fair right enough. now, I'm, I'm sitting high on it. Um, but yes, please, guys, support this film. It is an independent film. It is, not, I mean, it's not even a full release yet. It's getting a lot of hype. But, you know, I don't know what the box office numbers are going to look like, to be honest. Like, it is not accessible to children. Do not take a child to go see this movie. I, I'm telling you, do not. It is definitely not a movie for a child. So um, I take my nephews this weekend. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's up to you, Doc. I but, usually take them every time I go visit to El Paso. I usually take them to a movie on David Buster's. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, we're probably gonna go see this movie. I'm not gonna say, Judith, if you're listening, I'm not taking him to this movie. I'm taking him somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, we're going to see know. Sonic Two. We're going to see Sonic Two. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely, I recommend it to everyone. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Go see it, guys. One Go more time. see that movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Hell yeah. All right, guys, we're going to head into our deep dive. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't put everything, everywhere, all at once in my greatest movies. But we are going to have some greatest movies lists. First off, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about an IMDb list. It is based on audience ratings because uh, I trust audiences a little bit more than critics. I think critics, uh, they have they have certain biases, right? I know audiences do as well, but I mean, the movies are made for the audience, right? So it is an audience-based list on IMDb for the top 25 films of all time. Uh, and we just wanted to talk uh, talk a little bit about movies. So it gave us a good reason to talk a little bit about uh some of the best films uh, the world seems to think are some of the films that the world seems to think are the best, as well as some of our best films. Well, you said that this article was a little outdated, but it's not. It says it was updated March 19th of 2022. So side note, um, I was looking at another article that was outdated, but I was saying that this one is up to date. Oh, OK, 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 OK. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you want me to announce the first one, buddy? Uh, have you seen the first one, number twenty-five? Hell yeah, hell yeah, I have. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So uh, at coming in at number twenty-five is "Life Is Beautiful," 
film back in 1997. It got an 8.6. Uh, Life is Beautiful. It, oh my God, I love this movie. I, I, I think I saw it in middle school during our uh, Holocaust. Uh, you know, in middle school when we were learning about the Holocaust, I saw this film. And bro, it's, it, it, I think it still holds up to date, man it's it, it again it takes place during the the holocaust it's about this um this italian jewish man falls in love with a uh italian woman um and he gets taken into a concentration camp well they, they end up falling in love uh it shows about the first part of the film is just how they met and how they ended up falling in love and it's going on right before uh, everything starts happening the concentration caps everything like that they i think they just barely started to um naming places that this is a, a Jew library. This is a, you know, all, all this stuff. They're, they're already, they're already starting to, to, to do all the Jewish propaganda and it takes place during their, them falling in love and how he just tries to impress her so much. And she's already getting, get ready to get married. And he ends up falling in love with her and well, and vice versa. And they end up having a child together and he ends up, you know, and it, it, it fast forwards to, I think five years. And I think that's how old the boy is at this time. And they end up taking both of them to a concentration camp. She doesn't get taken because she's Italian. She's not fully Jewish. Um, so this whole time, the boy is scared because it happens on his birthday. And the dad, the whole time throughout this movie, is just trying to make it fun for him, saying it's a game. Like, I did this for your birthday. And he makes the whole experience a game for him. So his childhood memories aren't from this devastating loss of, of, of this genocide, pretty much. And just the way the film was made, it was just just the love that a dad gives to a child. Anything you do just to make sure your child is happy. Oh, it's such a beautiful film. I don't know if you, if you want to add something to this, uh, Luigi. <laughs> Bring your fucking tissue when you watch that movie. Jesus oh, Christ. So good, man. Uh, just a side note. I think uh, when they're dating is a little bit before the Holocaust. Uh, for those yes. of you who aren't super aware of european history mo i mean actually world history right throughout most of world history uh jews have been you know uh outcasts especially in european society that is extremely christian so it it just shows that you know the hate was there before the holocaust i think was the point and then yeah man they, they go on his birthday and he says it's his birthday celebration and then as they go through time even when he's you know i was about to ruin the movie uh, no, I won't say anything more. <laughs> I know. I mean, this movie came out a long time ago. It should be on you. It came out in 97, but I won't ruin it. Um, go watch Life is Beautiful. It is, if you don't like reading in movies, suck it up for this one. It's worth it. Um, great film. Great film. Uh, oh, that's right. They they speak German and uh, Italian in most of the mm -hmm. film. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. There is no English. It's a foreign film. And the next well, one's a foreign film, too. Yeah, I did not. I have not seen this one actually. Oh man, this one is in my top, my top movies of all time. So the next one is City of God, coming in at number twenty-four. Twenty-four, that's right, and it is based in Brazil. Speaking of, it is a movie about the ghettos. The gosh, what do they call them? The favelas in Brazil, and uh, it's these two kids that grow up and take a very different life paths. Um, one becomes a drug lord and the other is just a, you know, a regular guy. And it shows, it shows how society changes you in a lot of ways and what, what life is like in these ghettos in Brazil. And it is so like, it reels you 
in, man. Like, it's such a good movie. I don't want to ruin any more of it. Uh, again, <laughs> I should. it should be fine. It came out in 2002, but, you know, I, I won't say anything. Go watch it on HBO Max, guys. It's, it's a great film. Um, the, the description here uh, talks about how it transcends language. It takes place in the slums in Rio. Uh, two young boys that go on different paths. I just mentioned that. One who's seeking to become a photographer. That's what he wants to do. That's right. And the other one is oh, a criminal sure. kingpin. Um, and it's very, as they're saying here, it is very stylish. Uh, the characters are really cool to watch. I, I, I can't say enough about it. I think you guys definitely check it out. I'm going to talk about it a little bit again in my top list. But yeah, that's uh, number 24, City of God. Guys, go check it out. That's a again, really good HBO one as well. HBO Max. HBO Max. And then, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, for Life is Beautiful, that's on Prime Video. So yes, that yes. is available on Prime Video. Uh, coming in at number 23, uh, I can't really say too much about this one just because it's been a while. I can't remember. I remember watching a long time ago. Uh, but Saving Pride Ryan comes in at number 23. Uh, that's so, also on prime video uh first off it's a spielberg film right tom hanks is the lead matt damon is a sporting actor a bunch of people come out in this movie um the, even vin diesel's in this movie i mean for a short period probably his his one respectable role just kidding guys i like to pitch black <laughs> um so it's it's based if you haven't heard of the movie it is based on this group of soldiers who are tasked with going to find the one surviving son out of five uh, to send him home to his mom because, you know, all of his brothers died. And it's the story of how they get there. Uh, but one of the most amazing things about the movie is the way they shoot uh, battle scenes for the war. Uh, every soldier that they interviewed said it was one of the most realistic and reenactments of World War II. And they have a 20-minute opening scene when they storm the beaches of Normandy and it is one of the most awe-inspiring scenes. It is gory. It is crazy. It is scary, but it is also awe-inspiring that people went through that. You know what I mean? They, they actually went through are going into war and in those mm-hmm. boats, right? Just and the anticipation. Yeah. yeah there's a moment where Tom Hanks's hand is just shaking, shaking. He has to like grab it because he doesn't want the men to see it. And it's funny because he, he, they ask him, what were you before the war? And he's like a teacher, you know, like I was just a guy, just war, war brings out different things in you. And uh, it was a easy way to highlight it. Uh, there's also a character who has, he's a pacifist, it seems like, and he has this internal conflict throughout the whole movie on like, should I, you know, should I ever kill a man? I don't want to kill a man. That's not what I want to do. Right. And there's a point in the movie where he has to make a choice. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see the character frustrates you so much for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's interesting to watch his evolution as a character. It is actually also on my top list. <laughs> so oh, quite a few of these are on my top list. Not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> All remember... right. Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, coming in at number 22, we got silence of the lands uh, came out in 1991. This is also available on prime video. That's right. Sounds like you remember the Silence of the Lambs, or has it been uh, yeah, a while for you? No, I, I remember. I, I actually ended up seeing this movie about a year ago, just because I don't know. I was like, "Fuck it, let me rewatch it." Um, it puts the lotion on its skin, or it gets the hose the again. Hose again, right? So they, <laughs> <laughs> so this takes. Uh, they're trying to find uh, a serial killer, um, and they had this other serial killer in jail. 
uh, who's really smart. And they have this reporter that, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to find the serial killer because he keeps, uh, you know, kidnapping people and killing them. Um, so they want to pick this guy's brain, but he only wants to talk to a certain reporter, uh, Joey FBI Foster. agent. A- FBI, FBI agent. agent. I thought it was a reporter, wasn't it? No, she's an FBI, FBI agent. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That, so it only will only talk to this certain FBI agent. And I think what happens, he ends up using her to so he can get out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a- a- anyways, he ends up getting out. This whole film is just phenomenal. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays uh, the main character, Hannibal Lecter. Um, Spoiler alert, he- by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you haven't seen it, it came out in 91, guys. But spoiler alert, he gets out. <laughs> he gets out. Yeah, my bad. Well, yeah, try. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I messed up there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great, great film. You want to pl- uh, plug in anything else on that uh, without me trying to spoil anything? I mean, it's, it's been, what, over 30 years, man. That's good. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think one of my favorite lines is what was, when he's talking about a uh, uh, woman's brain he said it tasted she it tasted good with a nice Chianti <laughs> like well he was sad yeah, just the way he, he says it yeah yeah man I mean he Anthony Hopkins does a great job uh, as Hannibal Lecter uh, Jodie Foster I mean that was her iconic role no one's ever going to see her as anything else but Clarice right, right. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a great film if you guys haven't watched it put it on your list of, of bucket list movies because we've all got them I know there's plenty of movies I haven't seen yet, which uh, actually number 21 I have not seen. And my family keeps telling me uh, that they cannot believe I haven't seen it. Bro, you so haven't before, seen it? I have not. Uh, before kidding, we move on into that one, uh, you can see Silence of the Lambs on Prime Video. Of course, you can also buy it. Uh, but number 21, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, it's we're gonna go through this one quick since we both haven't seen it. Came out in 1946. Uh, it's about a guy. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, and it's pretty much a, a movie that shows him what life would have been like without him, right? Dude, I I don't know. I I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea about this movie. So here we go. Jimmy Stewart gives an award. Uh, gives a winning oh. performance as a man who finds himself in a desperate place on Christmas Eve and is given the gift of seeing just what life means to the people around him. It is a funny, charming and emotional story that stands the test of time. So maybe it's not without him. It's just like the joy that other people get. Uh, Again, I've heard a million times that like, I have to watch the movie. And from what I understand, there are some moments in the movie that are really dark. Like he almost commits suicide and that's why he gets shown all these things. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, pushing it for a 1940s movie for sure and that is also on prime video guys you know all of these are probably like to purchase on prime video dude right okay <laughs> probably all right guys coming in at number 20 we have seven a film that came out in 1995 that can be found on hbo max jason jason what's in the box what's in the <laughs> box jason that's still, you know, that scene, pretty iconic, but it, just the way he said it, right? It's pretty funny. Uh, a film uh, by David Fincher. Um, Brad Pitt's in it. Morgan Freeman's in it. I know this guy's canceled, but uh, Kevin Spacey does a phenomenal job as a serial killer. Yeah, of all um, people it, to get canceled, for sure. For sure, that guy. Dude, right. And it was, it's based off of uh, two detectives, right? Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. They try to find a serial killer who is pretty much basing off of the seven deadly sins. Uh, 
real epic twist at the end. Um, phenomenal. The acting's great. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything because I, I think I feel like everyone should go watch it. Um, yeah, it's there's some disturbing parts. So if you you know if you're a little uh, uh, get queasy on 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 some gore stuff, um, I would just kind of give you a heads up on that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you haven't seen other things of David Fincher's, it definitely has his style. <clears throat> and I think it's uh, what defined his style is that movie, very dark. Uh, almost like a horror movie, but very much so a thriller, right? Because this is, this is very much like a, a detective film, um, and it showcases a young Brad Pitt. He does a great job alongside Morgan Freeman, who obviously does not lag behind. I mean, Morgan Freeman always does well in his roles. You know, Morgan Freeman was in uh, what was it? A uh, Electric Company, a kids show. That was where he started out what no yeah side note guys sorry it just came to my mind and i had to say it yeah bro give me your best uh morgan freeman Uh, oh i i don't have a good impersonation i don't i don't have a good morgan freeman (laughs) damn sorry guys i almost had him i almost had him i almost had him do it (laughs) (laughs) i thought about it i did think i was like can i do it can i do it i was like no 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 i gotta practice that first um but uh, other david fincher films a fight club gone girl zodiac girl with the dragon tattoo social network um those are all his movies i know there's more but those are just the ones that i'm thinking of right now is taxi uh, a david fincher film no taxi no, i don't think so uh i can look it up but i don't i don't I think don't it is he did do a netflix show called mind hunter uh really good another detective uh detective based film really or show really good stuff uh but you guys can catch seven on hbo max uh just uh, i love that movie it's really good it's actually my uh, milady's favorite movie of all time i think nice yeah yeah there we go oh it's a good film so i'm not surprised to see anyone have it up there on their list all right number 19 seven samurai came out in 1954 now seven samurai i'm assuming uh most of our listeners just have not uh, watched this movie unless you're big into uh, martial arts movies and kung fu movies, things like that. It's not a kung fu movie, obviously, because it's about samurai, but it does have a lot of influence on uh, action films. Uh, and in fact, it was remade as a Western. The Magnificent Seven is based on the Seven Samurai. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. So it's it's that. it's got a lot of roots. I mean. Star Wars has a lot of influences from what I understand from Seven Samurai. So many different filmmakers have like pretty much said Seven Samurai is one of their biggest influences in films. I'm going to get to this movie one day because I do really want to watch it. Uh, I've heard great things and I'm like, "Eh, I'll watch one of the old timey movies for this one. So definitely a movie that I can't speak to personally, but definitely willing to watch yeah and that is on hbo max as well i haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie either so it may be uh something to watch uh number 18 one flew over the cuckoo's nest Jack in Nicholson. 1975 nurse ratchet man oh that that b that's also uh an hbo max as well yeah yeah that so, one i mean Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Interesting enough, uh, I have not seen the film, but I've seen it in multiple plays. Uh, from Really? 
yeah, when uh, back in my high school days when I was a thespian. Um, so I have seen this. Uh, I have seen like the actual acting it out, but I haven't seen the the film. Oh, it's a it's a good film. Like he plays a good crook who's you know just trying to get out of going to prison. Um, he ends up in a psych ward. And that nurse, dude, oh, my God. I don't know what the actress's name is, but I hated her. I hated her, dude. Oh, man, she she puts those patients through hell, and especially him. Um, not too much to ruin there. Um, it does. It is kind of a rough ending to a film, but it's, it's overall a good movie to watch. Would I watch it again? No, but I can see why it's on this list. Definitely... Uh, a great film to watch number 17 i'm gonna give you this one man i'm gonna give you 17 because <laughs> i know i know how much love you got for this movie yeah number 17 uh goodfellas a film that came out in 1990 um also on hbo max and peacock peacock premium it's a martin scorsese film uh it's just you know just one of uh, just another a gangster film takes place back in i don't know what just during when the mob was uh you know doing its thing back in the 80s you know a dangerous mob family obviously has uh you know devito joe oh joe pesci right uh what's the other um uh nero de nero uh but the other actor that uh plays a narrator what's his name oh gosh uh uh ray Liotta. uh yeah I want to say you're right, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up later. Um, but yeah, just just uh, just you know, just your basic mob film. Uh, just the way the story goes, it's just you know, he's just narrating it from his li- uh, from his beginning life to uh, kind of just showing you the ins and outs of how a mob works and how it's kind of based off like family, but also just all the fucked up shit they do. But you can't help but kind of like these guys. So they're kind of kind of good good fellows, right? They they take care of one another, um, but. Uh, they also take care of you if you mess up. So uh, just, just you know, just your basic Martin Scorsese film where it's just a lot of dialogue, but everything just, the acting is just phenomenal. Like you're into the dialogue. You like what's going on, even if it's just you're just some simple conversations. But I feel it's very important to the movie to see how these characters are and how they end up where they end up. G- give me your uh, your best Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. <laughs> Nah, I don't got one either, dude. Uh, Come on, do I look like a clown to you? Come on, that was a great line. Hey, yo, how am I funny? How am I funny? (laughs) (laughs) Do I amuse you? Huh? No, I'm just a funny guy. No, but tell me, how am I funny? (laughs) Yeah, no, dude, Joe Pesci does a fucking amazing job on this one. I love it. I love this film. This one and Casino. That's in my top top five, so... All right, number 16, guys, The Matrix. I got a funny side story about The Matrix. So I had never seen or heard of it when it came out. And my mom got it for me for my birthday. And she was like, you said you'd been wanting to see it. You were so excited. I was like, mom, I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> so she no. just bought me a random movie. But I I popped it in and I watched it. I was like, oh, no, yeah. Good call, mom. This is cool. This is a cool movie. <laughs> Bro, I used to watch The Matrix all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was it was such a fun movie to watch, and they seemed so cool at the time, right? That it's very nineties so goth action, <laughs> too, right? Uh, you can also find this on Hulu and HBO Max. It says so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Interesting. 
and the, the graphics i mean for the time were groundbreaking all the graphics we see nowadays that's this is where it started with the whole bullet dodging scene slow where motion he, where he does li- the limbo uh avoiding the bullets so that, that yeah. it's a cool movie keanu reeves and a national treasure at this point great to watch in that film super good All right, guys, we're going to stop at 15. I know we're going to leave you hanging here, but we're going to do part two next week. uh, And we're going to go into our top 10. And we're not going to tell you our our top five of either of those as well. I'm going to do my 10 to six. And Jason is going to do his 10 to six before we say goodbye to you guys and do part two next week. We'll talk more movies with you guys next week. Yeah, guys, Uh, next week we'll say our top five. So obviously right if we're going to do a part two <laughs> yes sir yes sir so jason do you want to start off or you want me to hit it off with yeah. these? do you want to go 10 10 or you just want to just say mine first or Ooh, i like that back and forth back and forth let's do the back and forth all right number 10 jason go ahead uh so for me a django unchained man filmed by quinn tarantino bro just the cast itself and the acting bro fuck Christoph Waltz, the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx, Carrie Washington, Carrie Washington, bro, Sam dude, Jackson, just, and you know, nice. dude, it's just Quentin Tarantino, bro. You know, it just his, you know, just the way he films his movies, you know, all the action that's in there, all the dialogue, it's it's, it's great. Uh, it it's a long ass movie, but it does not feel like it, like it at all. Well, at least to me, anyways. Um, no, I would agree. It doesn't feel like that long of a movie, even though it is. It's almost three hours, right? That movie's almost three hours long. I want to say so, yeah. But yeah, dude, yeah, there's not much more I can say about that film. So if you haven't seen yeah. it, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great about it is it takes the whole like uh, the whole slavery movie genre and like flips it on its head. And it does a great job of that. That's that's my favorite thing about the film. Oh, it's and, Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I accompanied can't see by that damn thing. Accompanied by God, what's his name? Super famous actor. He's the one that owns the that plays a uh, Big Daddy, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Yeah, that's the Fucking big hilarious. house. Oh, yeah, so he calls good. it that because the house is big. all right all right we got to move on Uh, my number 10 is seven we just talked about it a little bit ago so i won't say too much i mean brad pitt morgan freeman a a whodunit pretty much and it just has you on the edge of your seat the whole time uh what's your number nine bro my number nine dude it's another quentin tarantino film uh inglorious bastards bro another christoph waltz performance bro just just some back-to-back films that Quinn released. Uh, they, I get a very, you know, I feel like these two movies are very similar. But, dude, each scene is so epic. One of my favorite scenes from that is when they're in the bar playing the card game. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's... It's one of my favorite scenes in a movie all time. All time. So iconic, dude. Love that film, dude. Fucking Christoph Waltz, Brad Pitt, you know, the Bear Jew, you know, all that, dude. It's so good, The Bear dude. Jew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my number nine, Silence of the Lambs. As I mentioned, uh, a lot of those that were on the list are on mine. Silence of the Lambs, man. Anthony Hopkins is Anna, Hannibal Lecter, just chilling. And the guy that plays Buffalo Bill, oh, so creepy, man. Such a creepy dude. They do such a good job with it. Um, Bro, he kind of reminds me of you, honestly. Sh- shut up, bitch. When we're playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, shut uh, up. 
so number eight for me, it's going to be, I had to put a comedy in here. I'm going to go with Superbad, man. I think it, one of those first films, like, you know, when a 40-year-old Verdure came out, knocked up. But uh, to this movie, Superbad, is just a coming-of-age film for some teenagers graduating, just going to a party and just certain events just happen. You know, Jonah Hill, uh, Michael Cera. Uh, I forget the character who plays Fogel. But, uh, you know, he's, he will forever be Fogel, bro. Um, that's right that's right Seth Rogen you know just the, the whole cast man it's hilarious dude Seth Rogen Bill Hader both play the cops Emma Stone <laughs> no it, it's a great film I, it was on my honorable mentions actually no comedies made my honorable mentions that's shocking well had, one is kind of a comedy one. one is kind what? of a comedy and we'll talk about that when I get oh, to top five nice dude fun fact that's where I first got my crush from uh, Emma Stone Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. When I saw her in that movie, I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your number eight, bro? My number eight, you're going to be like, what a lame But I love this movie. I've loved it since I was, you know, what, three or four years old when I first saw it. Jurassic Park, dude. I think that movie is oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. amazing. The acting is good. Steven Spielberg does an amazing job with animatronics. And one of the first movies like big box office movies anyway to use uh, cgi and i mean as a kid to see dinosaurs walking in real life i lost it i dude, lost yes. it it was great dude I, I had nothing but like dinosaur toys because of it uh, <laughs> yeah. also a lot of batman but um for the sake of the movie a lot of dinosaur toys <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure it was definitely uh it was it was a movement for me after that i was i was ruined for life uh, Katya is a big dinosaur fan now too because of Jurassic Park. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, bro! Yeah, yeah. Um, so coming in at number, my number seven, I had to get a Pixar movie in there. I was debating between two of them, but I had to go with this one, dude. And it's Up. I have to go with Up. <sighs> Good one. Just Good one. Just the very beginning, you know, just tearjerker and just just shows how you know just just a, a great love story. And I don't know, I just. I, I cry also, every single time, bro. And also, you know, the bigger meaning in that movie reminds you that there's always something to live for. You know what I mean? Like, you always have something to live for. No matter what happens in yeah. your life, there's going to be something that comes along. And I thought yeah, that was church. beautiful, right? For him, it was Russell. Um, and, you know, after, at the end of the movie, when he opens past the last page and he's, he sees all the pictures with him and her and she says, you know, now go have your own adventure. It's like he was just waiting for that that moment where he realized, like, no, she wanted me to move on. She wanted me to live a good life. It was it was a beautiful movie, man. It's an honorable mention for me as well. Onward was another honorable mention for me. Um, but my number seven, The Prestige, a Christopher Nolan film. We got a lot. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot of Christopher Nolan on your list. But <laughs> The Prestige is my one Christopher Nolan film. Uh Honestly, two, I'll say this if you haven't seen it, two uh, supposed magicians battling it out. Uh, they're in constant competition with one another and try to, they try to outdo each other and it reaches a point where things get dangerous. And I mean, I'm not going to ruin it from there, but it is definitely interesting to see what happens. The cast is fantastic. You've got Christian Bale, you've got Scarlett Johansson. You've got, oh my gosh, why can't I remember his name? Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Bro, uh, I didn't, yeah. honestly, I didn't see the ending coming. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. Shock ending. So 
the whole movie, man. I, I really enjoyed that film, and I love period pieces, so it, it had me there. Uh, what, what's your number six to end it for us? So my number six, six is going to be another Scorsese film. It's going to be Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, man. I felt that he should have won uh, Best Actor for this role. Jonah Hill, man, Best Supporting Actor. I know he was nominated for it. I think there's another person that ended up winning, and I was like, yeah, that's fair. But, uh, dude, yeah, Leo got robbed on this one, bro. <laughs> I mean, did you see The Revenant? At least he got he got it on that one. And that was he did a damn good job in that movie too. I feel like it was like a makeup call for it, you know, like hey, yeah, my bad. A little bit, but if you've seen The Revenant, he worked his ass off for that movie. So I ain't hating. Um, my number six to end it for us, City of God. City of God is my number six. Jason, you gotta watch that movie by the next episode. That's my homework for you, man. All right, man. City of God. City of God. Um, again, two, two childhood friends that go on vastly different paths. Uh, great movie to watch. Highly recommend. But we're going to end it there. We're going to leave you guys hanging. Uh, we want you guys to come back next week to see what our, our top fives are and what the top 15 uh, that the world thinks are, according to IMDb. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, guys, uh, uh, have a happy Easter. Uh, we'll, we'll Obviously, our next episode will come out after Easter, so we hope you guys enjoy that. Spend it with family. Or if you don't celebrate Easter, just have a good weekend. Have a good three-day weekend, you know what I'm saying? Either way, you're going to enjoy it. And we're going to end you guys off with some uh, jams of the week, some of my favorite artists that released some new music, and uh, some music that Luigi sent me. So uh, hope you enjoy Love you guys. See you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.